Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the midst of adversity and uncertainty. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. In his book, Reinventing Organizations, Frederick Lalau wrote, Behind the facade and the bravado of the lives of powerful corporate leaders are ones of quiet suffering too. I know that the vaccinations are increasing. I know that cases in many parts of the United States right now are going down with the virus. And with the summer, it means that people are outside. And these are all good things. People are optimistic right now. But I've talked to a lot of leaders lately, and I'm burdened for them. I'm burdened for you. I don't know what you're thinking right now. I don't know what you're feeling, but my guess is, after I've talked with hundreds of leaders, nonprofit directors, university deans and presidents and vice presidents, pastors, ministry leaders over the past few months, you're pretty worn out. And it seems that as, as just as people are wanting to ramp up with a sense of excitement now that the restrictions have loosened and there's a sense of optimism and energy, you're thinking, nuh-uh, I'm worn out. I can't ramp this up. I, I'm limping along here. Maybe some of you right now are burned out. And if you're not burned out, maybe you're crispy around the edges, right on the verge of it. You're worn out. You're exhausted. Leaders have had the stuffing beaten out of them the past several months. And you feel that right now you need a six-month nap. Do you remember in Greek mythology, the Titan uh, Atlas? He was given a burdensome sentence to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders for the rest of eternity. Linguists actually state that the word Atlas means to uphold or to support. And while Atlas is often depicted holding a globe on his shoulders, the original story says that he held up the sky, the heavens, and he did so as punishment. And so he wasn't allowed to simply drop the weight. It would have cost him, it would, be, would have been global devastation if he did. Anybody feel similarly to Atlas right now? For most leaders, stress comes from the pressure to either produce results or please people. Let me say that again. For most leaders, stress comes from the pressure to produce results or please people. And maybe you feel condemned right now to hold the world on your shoulders as a leader, financially, relationally, logistically, spiritually, maybe holding everything up. And you've lived with the belief as a leader, this harrowing thought that if you drop it, the entire world would suffer because of it. As I was thinking about Atlas, I was also thinking about another person, a real person from thousands of years ago. It reminds me of the story of the ancient prophet of Israel named Elijah. He had just done something amazing. On the top of a mountain in northern Israel called Mount Carmel, Elijah drew on God's power, and he saw hundreds of prophets of the pagan god Baal embarrassed. And they saw God's power through what Elijah did. And then eventually they were destroyed, these prophets. I mean, this would have landed Elijah in the prophet hall of fame and had people chanting MVP, MVP. But the evil and pagan king, Ahab, when he found out what happened, told his even more evil and even more pagan wife, Queen Jezebel, 
what Elijah had done. And let me read this story, just a few verses here in the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings 19, it says this, Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely. If by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. And when he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. And he came to a broom bush and he sat down under it and he prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. And then he lay down under the bush and he fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. And he looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. And he ate and he drank, and then he lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and he ate and he drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. And then he went into a cave. And he spent the night. As I read this story, I thought, you know, Elijah felt like Atlas. Elijah thought it was all up to him. He had a lot going on. He did a lot of good, but he also felt the weight upon him. And did you catch what Elijah said right after his great accomplishment? Somebody wants his life. The king and queen won his life. And Elijah admitted to God he was suicidal. So exhausted, he didn't want to live anymore. And did you catch what happened next? Did you catch what strengthened him? God sent an angel and used some seemingly, quote-unquote, unspiritual things to replenish him. Food, water, sleep. Not once, but twice. Now, I know for some of us, the level of exhaustion we're experiencing as a leader is far from a quick fix. It will take much more than sleeping in on Saturday morning. But as we know here in North America, now that it's summer, there's often a different set of rhythms and expectations that come. Now, I know this isn't true for everybody, but if you have the luxury and the flexibility with your schedule, I want to recommend that you prioritize eating and sleeping and other restorative practices that you can build in. Now, there's a lot out of our control as leaders in this season. We know that. That's why this podcast exists. But for many leaders, their schedule is in their control. Maybe not entirely, but at least some of it. So what can you do to build in replenishment practices, ways in which you can be replenished, to be reminded that you are not Atlas, and you do not have to carry the whole world of leadership on your shoulders? Here's my challenge for you. Sometime in the next week, I want you to take 10 focused, undistracted minutes, just 10 minutes to sit down with your schedule for June, July, and August. And I want you to look at what you can do, what might be in your control and carve out time for restoration, rejuvenation, and replenishment. I'm not suggesting that you just schedule one, you know, two hour block of time sometime this summer. I'm, I'm suggesting that you do this regularly. 
I, I know that many of us just can't take a two-month vacation. That's unrealistic for almost everyone that I know. But there are ways you can build in small and regular practices that are restorative. Can you be outside? Can you schedule meetings at the park when you meet someone rather than in your office? Can you take off early on Friday to be able to spend some time in quiet reflection? Can you shut your door during lunch and just sit in silence? Can you do something you enjoy? Can you turn your phone off on the weekend or at least on Saturday? For me, I'm most restored when I'm out on the water. So I make it a point to be in my kayak or my stand-up paddleboard at Peace Valley Park or Lake Nakamixon or another body of water that I can do often. That's where you'll find me many evenings this summer. This isn't just fun for me, although it totally is, but it does something restorative to my soul. It reminds me I don't have to be Atlas, that I don't have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. So when can you sit down sometime this week and just look at your schedule to build in some time of silence, replenishment, joy, and delight for June, July, and August? Because as Gordon McDonald said, if you don't schedule your life, somebody else will. So what does that look like for you this summer? Again, there's so much out of our control, but there are many things in our control as a leader, even if they're small. So steward those things well, even if they're small, plan rest, schedule time of replenishment, in order to be reminded that you are not a leader who's condemned to carry the entire cosmos on your back. Yes, these are trying, intense, complicated, exhausting times, but you don't have to be Atlas. You can put it down and it won't hurt the world. You can take a nap. You can eat and drink and be restored. This is the invitation for you. You can do it. It's going to mean saying no to some things. But what we want to do as leaders is to say yes to rest because the most resilient leaders are those that build in times of work and rest, work and rest, work and rest. The Resilient Leaders Podcast is produced, engineered, and kissed with the seal of quality and approval by the highly talented and creative Joel Limbaugh, founder of On a Limb Productions. I just recorded a video with him last week. He does great video and podcast work. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, I recommend Joel highly. He is a wonderful producer. Check out his great work at onalimproductions.com. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, you may be tired, but you don't have to be Atlas. You're human. You're tired. And there's an invitation for you to rest and replenish. So schedule that this summer.